hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Raw Emotion. I'm your host, Derek Chappelle. Today, we have a guest, Gail LeBray, founder of How to Attract the Perfect Partner and Create Certainty Amid Chaos. She is the number one international Amazon bestselling co-author, NLP licensed practitioner, international speaker, and international life beyond heartbreak coach gail lebray welcome to the show and why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do yes okay well thank first thank you so much for having me around Derek. i really appreciate and you know for me it's always great to have an opportunity to um Yes, maybe spread the message a bit more on on how a lot of things can be helped in our life. And in relationship, obviously, it's very much focused on emotion, but not only on emotion. It's obviously behaviors as well and patterns. So it's a big wild world out there. And um, yeah, for me, I'm I'm truly uh, blessed that I am able to do every day what I love to do, which is helping people to really move on from from whatever they've, they've had um, in their life, which might be blocking them from moving forward. So most of the time it is a heartbreak uh, and, and really sort of helping them healing their traumas, uh, becoming an I again instead of being a we, because quite often we've lost ourselves in being a we for quite a long time. Mm. And uh, so, yes, rediscovering who you are as an I and, and literally looking at you know, learning the lesson of what's happened in the past and why it's happened and to take fully fully ownership of what happened and why it happened and, and maybe along the way spotting and helpful behavior and patterns that we have, sometimes that we have developed ourselves, but most often, and that we don't realize, we get them inherited, cultural, um, generational, all that kind of stuff that you bring in as your luggage on top of the one you create throughout your life um, in your own relationship and really sort of, you know, go bare bones and release all of this and really move forward as sort of, you know, you can never be quite a, a white blank of paper, you know, blank paper, uh, but you can start a new chapter having really closed the previous one you know, and, and heal all the things along the way. And that's how you can then attract the perfect partner. Yeah, so you you mentioned luggage, and I was just thinking as you were talking about this, you know, we use this term emotional baggage, right? And we're often carrying loads and loads of emotional baggage from one relationship to another. And not just intimate relationships, friendships, work relationships, the whole gamut, I think it covers. So... And just like you said, you can't get rid of all of your baggage. You know, it's just, it's impossible to become a a blank slate, as you say, but you can certainly learn how to become aware of some of the baggage that you have and how that may be hindering you from moving forward. You know, maybe it's causing you to pay that, that extra $50 to get on the plane to go to your next destination, right? (laughs) So... So yes, I think actually there's, 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 ahead, there's sorry, sorry to, to jump in. I think this you can actually heal a lot of things and you can almost start from a blank paper. You just have to be willing to do so. And that means, you know, there's there's gonna be more work, it depends where you focus on. And as for jumping on the plane, I always use this uh this analogy which which I love. It's like let's say you want to go on holiday, right? And um, but you know you don't know quite yet where. But let's say it's somewhere sunny, it's a nice destination. So you jump on the plane and you kind of saw something on a brochure and off you go. And it's a bit like, you know, you've got a nice, you know, at destination, you've got a hotel and a pool. And, you know, so when you get there, it looks actually not bad at all. It's quite a good hotel, it's quite a good pool. So you got to the bedroom and, and you get there and like, okay, let's go to the pool. I want to go to the pool. So you open your luggage. And as you open your luggage, um, you just, you know, about to dress to impress, right? Because you're about to go fishing, if I may say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, about to find if you can find someone else out there that might, you know, take your liking. And then you open that luggage and then you realize that all what's in there is your old stuff from your previous holiday that you didn't wash, that still have like some some suntan cream on it. 
and you're literally going like, oh, okay, uh, that's not great. And then if you think like that and you think that the person who you're going to meet by the pool has done exactly the same, bring their same luggage with their old shit, if I may say. Yes, <laughs> um, you, can say, you can say shit on a show. Yeah, okay, excuse my French there. But <laughs> and, you know, do the same. How do you think things are going to end up? Yeah. Do you want someone who's going to like a really nice luggage with fresh, clean clothes and really nice stuff to impress? And without being fake, right? But at least they've done their cleaning. They've done their, their laundry. and right. they iron some stuff out. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, how, how would that work out if both of them had brought old stuff? And how does that move you forward into a relationship when it's the case, right? And, and do you think that most people bring this luggage i mean and first of all that's a great perfect analogy but do you think most people bring this luggage uh unknowingly like they don't even realize like you said until they get there and they open it up and they start unpacking and it's like oh this emotion this came from this past thing or this comes from this past thing and you just start well, it right? would be great if actually it would be as visual as that because then you would, you would see it. And fortunately, we don't even realize that we're carrying the old stuff. And it's only down the line when suddenly, out of nowhere, you've got an argument for something's gone. Nothing to, doesn't even belong to that relationship, but it's a pattern that you've got in you or a behavior that kicked in from a previous relationship or even childhood stuff which is kicking into that one. has got nothing to do with it. And then suddenly it's just like, and you don't even know why. So no, it would be great if actually we had something as visual as that laundry, but we don't. So that's why so many people jump from one relationship to another and tend to have the same thing. And to be, to come to the point where you have this awareness, I think that's why I always say to people and my clients, you got to take the time to really sit with yourself, really look back at that relationship before jumping into another one. That is the number one mistake I see of ladies and gentlemen just jumping straight into another relationship. They've been free for like a month, two months, three months, whatever, but you can't really do your laundry within that period of time. And I might add that it's not always going to be pretty, right? When you're oh, no. <laughs> no, It's not pretty, but it's it's... I don't think you should be scared because it's about it's giving you the opportunity. It's it you have to look at it as looking at this as the most amazing opportunities to actually restart with a blank paper. So you don't bring all your stuff into the next relationship. So you can actually, instead of repeating the same thing, um, you know, and there's so many other subjects that I could talk about, like codependency and all that kind of stuff, which most of us are as well, um, and unknowingly, uh, that you bring this to the next relationship with all of your expectation, without actually looking at yourself so you you're putting all that expectation on the other person thinking oh they're going to bring this to me and they're going to bring that to me and and but you keep attracting the same thing because you haven't done your laundry (laughs) you haven't done your laundry exactly and i'm glad you brought up expectation because that is actually going to be the theme for today's show uh expectation is something that i have been kind of um thinking about here over the last couple of weeks and it's just been something that's been coming to my mind and my heart to speak on because i have myself like many other people have been filled by my own expectations so i really wanted to get down to the root of why is that why is an expectation how can it be so um sometimes devastating how is it that you can build this this image, this idea up into your head that it just fills and seems so real and so right. And then when you get something, when you get feedback that doesn't align with that expectation, what does that do to a person? And sometimes it can be, it can be difficult, right? And especially when it comes to your intimate relationships. Um, (laughs) Now, and you're dealing with your clients, how often is expectation a theme and the things that they're going through for you or for them yes it's it's a very wide subject actually very wide so it is a complex phenomenon because 
So quite often we look at expectation. I mean, you can look at it as a positive or a negative outcome in a way, right? Mm -hmm. And so depending how you look at it and which lens you have at, on it, um, you know, some people, and, and it, again, it could be cultural, it could be also the way you've been brought up. If you have been brought up with people with high expectation, this is going to be almost like, you know, in you as you're always trying to aim high. Um, and if you do well and you aim high and it's all the stuff that you do yourself, then it's okay. Although that could always be leading to something else and something else and something else and what's next. So, you know, just like an endless sort of chase. Um, and you can also put yourself under a lot of pressure because you've got those expectations, especially if they're absolutely astronomical and, and realistic. And this also comes in, you know, is work-related as well, right? It's like, so you have twofold. You have the sort of positive high expectation, but you can also have the negative side where, you know, expectation, I think, is the mother of all frustration. Because Ooh, that's a that's juicy right there. Expectation yeah. is the mother of all frustration. And that's like not that. from me. That's from Antonio Banderas. <laughs> okay. I, I like it though. Um, but literally, I think it really depends how you look at it. And I have clients. So it depends then if it's internal expectation or external expectation. Then it's another fall to it. Okay. Mm. Um, I have clients who have and they don't realize it's all subconscious. So many high expectation of who they need to be as a as a partner, as in as work in their worker function, as a mother, as a sister, as a you know so many roles. And when they look at it, it becomes like they've got rules attached to it, which are or to those different roles, which are absolutely unrealistic, and they're setting themselves up for failure, literally. Hence, they're always feeling like, oh, my God, I'm short of this and I'm short of that. And, you know, it's not a way to live. And, and right. especially when you tend to be a perfectionist, that becomes a nightmare. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, you think about people that perhaps lower their expectations to yes. meet an external factor, an external person, environment, whatever the case be. And how can that be uh, detrimental to one's being? Yes. So that again is, 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 is what, what is your motivator? And that's a different one. So it all, it could be that someone has taught you, you know, if you don't have any expectation, then you can't be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Well, so you might just never do anything at all then, because let's not chase anything because you might, just if you have expectation and, and you fail, then you're going to be disappointed. So look, let's not do it. So that's the opposite side of the spectrum. Right. Uh, but again, this is when you are in control. So it's almost taking like a, a defeatist view of that expectation. Say, oh, let's not go there because in case I get disappointed, then if I don't do anything, I can't get disappointed. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people do... Um... Not a lot of people, but I do think some people see it from that perspective. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, addressing maybe expectations that you had but came short of? Because I'm sure when relationships end, um, there's a lot of blame game that goes on from either partner. Um, not all the time, but sometimes it's just one partner sometimes, you know, uh, but during that time, there's a lot of self-reflection that goes on. Right. And the blame game start starts. Right. Um, and then that can set off a whole nother set of emotions. And that's when they come and they find you. <laughs> right. And they're like, yes. Gail, yes. help me unravel all of this. And figure out what it is that's happening to me. What do you yes. say to them? So, literally, so when you when that's when you put your expectation onto other people. So you expect them to be something, to do something, 
to like literally you're putting your control out of you into them and then when they don't deliver to you what the little picture that you basically put in your mind and it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that let's go for a date and we'll have dinner and as soon as things don't and un- like don't unravel the way that you had picture in your whole little head you're like oh okay um that wasn't the, th- the way I thought it would go or you know I thought maybe I was on a promise and then at the end nothing and you know all that kind of stuff and this is just a little picture that you've put in your head of something where you know you didn't probably need to have something but it is something that we just do naturally and so you start like this. So, oh, I was expecting you to be home at five o'clock because I was hoping that we could do this after before, you know, this and this and that. And so if it's a one-off, it's all right. But if it's, let's say, someone who's maybe not reliable or who's really busy at work or whatever and don't always have, um, you know, control of their time or something like this, then, you know, it's just the one thing plus another plus another. So I think it's just, then that's when you go into like almost like a trading environment, if I may say, and where you're counting the points and where you, um, mm. when you're like, okay, so I've done this, you've done that. And so I was expecting you to do this. Now I'm doing everything. That's when you start having resentment, reproaches, all that kind of stuff, because you've kind of built up in your head a picture of how people should be and their expectations. And you're the of- only one. And you're the only one that can see it. You're yes. you're the yes. only one that has any idea this picture has even been created or these expectations have been exactly. put out there. Unless so, you communicate it very clearly, which most of the time we don't, because anyway, we are like in the fantasy world here. And and so when you've got a, a greater communication, you might avoid those expectations because, you know, and it's also, and most couples do that, we are, as I said, in a trading environment. So you're doing something because you expect something back without actually, you know, it's it's almost that, that same sort of, uh, it's a different quote, but from Alexander Pope saying, blessed he who, he who expect nothing for he shall never be disappointed. Oh, yeah. I've heard that quote before. Yes. And yeah. how many of us do something without expecting anything back most of us don't it's very hard yeah it's uh it's a it's kind of a programming if you will it it it, it, i don't know if it's a programming i think it's behavioral and it's it's been inherited for generation and generation and generation and based on a lot of things because you know if you look back at cave sort of time the ladies were doing all the sort of picking up the, you know, the, 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 I don't know, whatever they cleaning, were picking up in the field. Yeah, cleaning up the cave. Exactly. <laughs> and the guys were going out hunting and chasing right. the, the, you know, the animals kind of things, you sure. know. So that was sort of the, so the exchange was, I'm going and pick up the flowers and the, the fruit and, you know, all the whatever we can find versus we're going on the hunt. And so the exchange is like, we're bringing back sort of protein you bring back you know or, or you know whatever the veggie or you know both can be protein so i can't say that but you know what i mean it's like so it's, it was kind of an exchange and in in we're doing this for you we're doing all the stuff into preparing the food and you protect us in exchange you know it's almost like because there is an exchange but there are expectation attached to that that's when you start having that but if you don't have those expectations and you make it clear that look when I give you, I give you. It's like, you know, when you lend money to someone and you're like, right, I'd rather just think, I'll give you this money. I'm probably never going to see it back. And if you come from that point of view, you're never going to be disappointed because you have no expectation of that money coming back. Facts. And if it does, well, bonus. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And that's the thing. But in relationship, we don't do that. We always have an expectation of having something in return. I know I've done it many times. And and that's where this expectation thing is really even coming out even more in codependency. Mm-hmm. Which, But that could be a, another whole subject for another day. It's going to be a uh, whole other show within itself. Well, because you do it to get something. You don't do it for free. You, you get it to get yourself worse. 
that's what codependency is, is about. And most of us, most of us are actually codependent one way or another. We just don't realize. It's very rare that people are not. And it's yeah, not. I think that's a, a natural progression, I think, of any um, close knit or close knit or long term relationship parts mm-hmm. aspects of codependency. Is that not a natural thing or is that something that should, there are definite warning signs, red flags you should be looking out for to be able to address those types of things? Yes, yes. I think in the first place, and it's not very well known, I think, it again, a lot of stuff come back from childhood, you know, traumas or childhood sort of situation where you didn't receive the love that you needed to receive. So you had to go and, and create some sort of ways to get that sort of love or that feeling of worthiness and things like that. And and so this in itself, um, it's it's not having, you, you do have like, I, I did a video recently where I just explained the 10 quick sign, how you can spot whether you are codependent or not. Mm-hmm. But I think it just, the expectation within that kind of relationship are way beyond because you're really getting yourself worse from someone else. And so- right. You literally, if you have a, if if you are not having a strong identity and having that self power and just to remain yourself within that relationship, you will always have that issue. And there are very few. There are people who are really strong in themselves and remain themselves in relationship, but a lot of us literally kind of morphed into it, especially after a long time where you lose your identity, and that's when you start sort of you know letting go a lot of things. And then that's when you also have expectation and things and, you know. Yeah. And then trying to figure out, as you said earlier in the show, trying to transition from the we to the me, right? Yes. And and that process can be, um, speaking from personal experience, very challenging. And yes. also you're lost, very- right? You're right. Lost. You don't know who you are anymore. You, right. you know some aspect of yourself, but you may have lost some others. And it's about regaining your sovereignty into who you are and making sure that without being totally, and and, and especially not being totally closed off, just knowing where your boundaries are and and standing strong in your own power with love, with gratitude, without losing yourself again. And this is where the balance is very fine, but it is possible. But the more you know yourself, the more you know your values, the the more you... You know what is non-negotiable. That's the way you keep your sovereignty and having that conversation with, you know, and enhanced conversation, communication helps with expectation. And, and to go back to what you were saying earlier about your question, it's about reframing. You know, you were asking, how can you look at things in a different way? It's about reframing things, which in NLP is obviously... NLP, a, yes, I know. Yes, I'm NLP practitioner as well. So, <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Boom, that's it. Absolutely reframing." So, explain to people because I think this is a really um, simple way that people can kind of start to do some of their own work, right? With reframing. So, explain to people how that works exactly. I look at it as half glass full type yes. of of deal. But how would you explain to people how they can reframe um, what is perceived as a negative situation in their life? Yes, I think it's really, really uh, important that if you think about a situation, no matter how negative it is, right, there's always a silver lining. So yes, you might be splitting up or whatever, but then you're independent again. Or, yes, this situation has been horrendous and uh, you may have, you know, suffered, I don't know, emotional abuse or physical abuse or or financial abuse and really, but that is giving you the opportunity of finding yourself again and learning really truly who you are to, you know, give you that opportunity that you're not going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And it's really... It's about, okay, what can I learn? What can I take away from this? How can I look at it? And le- and, and people do not like that, but that is the reality. Take responsibility for where you have enabled those behaviors. 
And a lot of people, I can see like sometimes I'm in some Facebook group and I, oh my God, it's just so, it's about blame and shaming and all that. And it's like, you have no idea that literally you've enabled that behavior. So look at yourself first. Because, you know, why did you enter that relationship in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why expectation did you have of that relationship? Oh, he's working so he can pay for me and I'm staying home or that kind of stuff. Well, but that already is showing, you know, codependency or expectation and of, of or I'll, I don't know, uh, he will be doing this and I will be doing that. And, you know, but every time it's about reframing how responsible was I and we'd be at least 50% of that responsibility even when something was let's say even if you were with someone who was a narcissistic person for example or had narcissistic behavior or traits you are responsible the reason why you attracted them in the first place it's because your self-worth is pants you don't know about it and it's something that you in either inherited or uh you know childhood related and as a result the vibe that you're sending out are going to attract like a magnet someone who's desperate to be fixed because a codependent person is actually an addict to person, to a person, to relationship. So you're mm. attracting, so you can attract another addict who's going to be a gambler or an alcoholic or, or you know, even excessive exercise or that kind of stuff. You are an addict to a person and they are addicted to be saved. And you're there to like, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to save you. And I, I need to be needed. And there's so many other things. And these are all things that are going on subconsciously. This is not, a lot this of is not something you're, you're going to be aware of. So um, how important is it then to not just to recognize it, but to to not sit in it, to basically you know become aware of it? Yeah, awareness. Learn your lesson from it and then to turn your focus into what it is that you actually do want to attract. I I think the awareness is the biggest step that you can have. And how do you get there? When you are in the cycle, it is very hard. So unless you are curious um, and you come across someone or something that's going to suddenly just like, well, hold on a second you know, or maybe you've done it 10 times, is the, you know, literally until you heal, you will attract the same thing again and again and again and again. And then until you get the lesson, literally. So how long does it take you to get the lesson? If really from one person to another, it's going to be very different. Depends how um, aware they are. Depends how open they are. It depends how curious they are. And some people are not curious whatsoever. So they will reproduce the same thing their whole life. And that makes me feel really sad. But it is what it is. You can't, you, you know, you can't point, you can't bring someone to the water. You can't force them to drink in a way. So essentially we're talking about denial, right? And it's not if even you're... denial, it's just, just totally unaware totally unaware that they have a pattern like quite a few times i've spoken to people who are in those sort of covert narcissistic group and they don't you know and you read said so so how many partners have you had like similarly like this like how many covert people have you had oh every single one and i'm like and that does not ring like bring sort of red flag to you said what's with me right why do i always attract those people they don't even think in asking the reverse question why do, did I, I, I feel very lucky that I thought, why did I attract this person in the first place? Started digging out, going, right, okay. So, you know, I, I was taking ownership of every single issues that there was going on. Why am I jealous? Why this? Why that? And every time it's like, I'm the problem. I'm clearly the problem when I wasn't the problem as such, but I had attracted that person. So the problem was a lot more underneath than I thought, which took me a bit longer to discover. So no, it didn't take three months. It didn't take six months. It took me a bit longer. And, and some searching searching of what could be and be guided in some ways and sort of you know mystical ways <laughs> yeah, so i mean first and foremost you you have to you got to want to yes. be able to change right you got to yes. want something different so yes. you know i guess the main thing is if you are attracting the same types of situations in your life the same types of relationships the same you're going through the same types of um, heartbreak, heartache, 
then at some point it's time to take a look at what is it that I'm doing to attract or to be, you know, get in these similar situations. That's where it starts. Just like you said before, the awareness. How much, yes, uh, sorry for, for talking over, how much pain do you actually want to experience before you actually want to open your eyes, basically? How much pain? That's that's a really good way to put it because most of us will naturally try to avoid pain, yet we can get stuck into these patterns where we just experience pain over and over and over and over again. Um, so I think it's an Albert Einstein quote, insanity, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. A different result. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's the thing. It's like you say it, expect a different result, but you do the same thing. And, so, and again. Yeah, no. Yeah, so um, communication has been a, a huge theme in this when it comes to expectations. And but my question to you would be, how what does that communication look like? Because. When you build up this expectation, and let's take, um, let's just take a relationship for example. We all have these different expectations that we bring with us, and when something happens that doesn't fit our expectation, I think one of two things could happen: you can be disappointed and kind of internalize that, continue on until the next event happens, internalize that continue on until finally <laughs> right you blow up and you know this huge fight and no one knows where the heck all that came from um or you can address it at the time that that uncomfortableness is happening with your partner and have a discussion about it then and there but with that second choice of course how you communicate it's just as important as communicating, right? And yes. um, how does that, how does, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's about being vulnerable, but in there, when I say but, uh, it's almost where, where are you in the relationship when you're communicating? Because if let's say it's, it's um, for example, it could be, yes, as you said, you know, you, something is happening and it's not, what you had expected so then you just bottle it up until you know you bottle it up for a while until boom my question would be how big was that thing or how small because quite often we can blow up over, over small things but it's kind of something that we may have carried on for before so that's one thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got nothing to do it's just like oh and he's doing this again and he's doing this again and he's doing this again which Weirdly enough, your previous partner was doing the same thing, were driving totally you nuts, driving you totally nuts at the time. So my question is: Did you have the right communication when you first got and connected to that person? And we are all so guilty, so guilty to just literally have a few dates, da da da, and then oh yeah, I've got a good connection with that person. Bram, jump to bed. You stuffed because that's it. The pheromone have engaged. And if that went well, you are stuffed for two years, not realizing what you've just done. And literally, that's two years down the line when things start popping up going. And you're like. Remember that thing you did two and a half years ago and you said this? I didn't like that. What? and, And it's not only that. It's just literally, did you ask the right question initially? Because if you had asked the right question initially, first it would have taken you six months to realize that actually you, you would have gone through different questions, through different sort of, uh, you know, stages where you like save yourself time in the process. It's like, mm. actually, she doesn't like that. And this is a big issue for me because this is really important. When at the time you brush it off under the carpet, say, oh, yeah, but we get on a lot with about this and this and that. Let's say the person want you to go every Sunday to church. Or to their parents for for lunch, okay? And you got other things to do. Like, you know, maybe Sundays is something else for you. Maybe you go, you know, bike riding with your mates or something. And so 
this never it was okay because when you got together you like spend a lot of time together da, 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 as time by, by by pass you're like pass by sorry you're like well actually i, I don't want to go to church or i don't want to go to the to her parents every sunday like once a month maybe or six weeks fine but i'm not going every you know every week excuse me my french but like you know screw that i'm not like I've got my life. I like doing my stuff. Every Sunday I might have a race or I might have a, you know, whatever. That is the way it is. Did you have the conversation in the first place? Maybe not. So then you can't actually expect for things to like, oh, I expected you to come every Sunday at my parents for lunch after church. But how often does that happen, right? Like every, like very often, very (laughs) often. We have these expectations that we expect almost you know we expect our partner to know to read our mind and to know our expectation and that's just insane right there no because it's it's like you know you could meet someone who you have the same values and you know how it is right you can have the same values if they're not ranked in the right order it's okay it's going to work but you know and then if you got some stupid rules attached to those to those values that is going to be another kettle of fish where it's going to add you know whatever but let's say you're matching quite well you've got a lot of common common commonality in your values but let's say you both want to be, to get married you both want to have family and kids and everything you know this is like you've talked about it you agree yes i want kids yes i definitely want to be married you know whatever and you get there you get married and then a few years down the line, one's going to start asking, right, so um, when shall we start to have, like, you know, the babies and stuff? And 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 that's when you start having, well, no, not quite yet because, you know, I'm into my career. And I've seen it with, like, she was in her career. He wanted to have the babies, but obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't his choice. <laughs> and uh, she said, no, 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 not right now. I'm, like, I'm getting to the next level. So I'm, like, and it, she was really like that. And then that build up and that build up and she always pushed back no no it's not the right time it's not the right time and he really was desperate to have kids and and then they realized that she wanted only one because obviously it wasn't convenient otherwise and he wanted about two or three but they didn't have those right conversation and then for you know they could have said well if if one wanted like within two years and the other one is looking at 10 years we've got a bit of a discrepancy so at one point it's gonna give in right and that's how things are gonna because they're so emotionally involved you know into those outcome again expectation were not talked about they were not discussed right so we got two different things we've, we've got um expectations that we have and project onto people without them knowing and then we have the expectations our core expectations that we should be discussing from the very beginning and if you don't there are some consequences by not expecting you know by not discussing those things right Totally. But how often do we discuss that? In details. I mean, in details, because that's what it comes to. It's about the details. Right, right. We never do. No, no, we don't. I mean, and I I think the reason why that is, is you have two people in a new relationship. They're trying to impress each other, right? They're trying to say the right things, do the right things, act act how they expect the other person um expects them to act and so you have this little dance kind of going around it's like the pheasant you're showing your best dress you're showing your best i would say it's not even your best self because it's not it's better than your best self because it's a show it's a parade so it's not sustainable you're not being (laughs) vulnerable exactly some people can sustain it longer than others Yes, right. but it literally, you you're selling yourself short in the long run, because whoever you 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 show to the party can't be like this every start every day of the you know of the year, and then two years down the line. So you're better off, you know. I know you're trying to impress, but you better. That's why if you do it over time, you get the best chance to really show who you truly are, and and can't get it wrong because. The person's gonna say, "Oh, okay, today she hasn't got like the hair on nice, but it's okay because you developed to like the person. You're like, you've gone beyond some of the, you know. And that's why time is so important. And I used to be the first one going, like, you never know. Tomorrow I can get hit by a bus. Just let make sure we get that in. <laughs> we log that <laughs> in, you know. <laughs> so I've been guilty of that, but I've just taken so much of a step back about those things where, like, 
there's so many important questions that, you know, if it takes me six months to get all my questions answered, it'll take me six months. No rush. So becoming your, what I hear you saying is, you know, you have to be your authentic self. You're going to have the best chance of a long-term relationship or at least a, I don't want to even say long-term relationship because not every relationship is meant to be long-term, I don't think, right? I think we're in different relationships for different seasons, for different reasons, and we get different lessons um, out of those relationships. And, you know, they're just not all supposed to last a hundred years. And we all grow, right? So Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I think it's... um, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Sometimes Sorry. I get off. Different season, different, you know. What you, I think what you were trying to say is, like, as long as we are authentic, we probably stand a better chance to actually find someone who's really sort of matching you, in a sense. And, and that's how you attract the right partner. And that's a process that is a good segue to go into what you do, because that's really the process in which you help people Uh, discover, right? Before you go and start seeking your next relationship, get authentic with yourself, find out who you are, find out what it is that you even like. Because, you know, if if you're coming out of a relationship or relationships, your identity on what you like may be tied up with other people. So you actually help people sit down and discover who they are Right? Can you can you just give us a little bit of, about that process and how that yes. works? Yes, yes. So that's exactly what I do is I help them clari- to have clarity about themselves, who they are. I'm really sort of seeing their identity for who they are. So maybe who they wear and, and how to really make them be true to themselves so they don't need to look for anyone else to complete them. Because that's codependency again. You, what you want to be is you want to be whole and complete by yourself to attract another whole and complete person. So it's like two cherry on the cake. You know, if you look at um, of the book of the honeymoon period from uh, the honeymoon effect from um, Dr. Um, I'm sorry, just lost his name now. One second. That's all right. <laughs> Lipton. Dr. Bruce Lipton, where Bruce he explains, Lipton. you know, it's like having neurons and, and you have neurons and which are not really full. And so they need others to kind of, you know, build themselves up. And then you've got some which like the rare gases, which are literally they can stand by themselves. And when you put two of those together, what they do is they emit even more light. So they become brighter. So they don't merge together. They're not codependent. They just beside each other make it like really, really sort of bright. And and that's what you want. You want someone who's going to make you brighter. So that whole saying of you complete me. Yes. That's that's false narrative, right? It is fo- totally false narrative. It's, you don't need to be complete when you're truly um, in love with yourself. And I'm not saying that into a narcissistic way. I'm saying in loving yourself as you respect yourself. You you can be happy by yourself without anyone else. Anyone else that comes along is the cherry on the cake. Yes, yes. That that makes perfect, perfect sense to start from that point, which most of us don't. I mean, let's just be honest. That's not something that, were taught or it's learned anywhere it's just trial and error and you yeah, just keep no following your no there's definitely no guide um so where, i think that where you have your hole where you have your hole that's where you let's say you're going to vibrate because we all vibrate energy right we all energy as such so we're all going to vibrate and as soon as you've got like a hole in your vibration what you're going to attract is the thing that needs to go into that hole but if you're vibrating highly, then you just you're just gonna have someone who's got the same kind of like you know magnetic electromagnetic field or that aura which are which is full, which is expanded, which is you know. So that's what you get, not someone who's like, and. <laughs> so you really have to take inventory on, on how you're feeling, right? Yes. Really take inventory on your emotion and, 
and what it is that you're attracting. How are you feeling most of the time when it comes to relationships, right? Whether you're in one or you're in between one, how are you feeling most of the time? You said energy, energy attracts. And that's why I came up with the whole um, acronym for emotion, energy manifesting, right? Um, yes. So I think that's very, very important. And do you also work with people that are in a relationship and need coaching to kind of communicate better and make their relationship more adhesive? And what does that process kind of look like? Do you talk to couples together or? Um, So far, I've not had the situation where people wanted to um, talk together because I think in some of those relationships, the per- one was really close to not actually uh, doing anything. So the best I can say to people is, look, lead by example. Do the changes on you and then you will see how that's impacting. And I've got one of my clients, she she high expect like she's the lady for high expectation in her life for everything. And... Uh, I said to her, look, I think you need to really add the fun to your life. That's where you, you're missing out. You Like all the artist side of you that you had years ago when you were little, you just totally blocked it off. That's gone. Da, da, da. So I said, I, I forced her and I said, non-negotiable. She didn't want to do it for a long time. I said, non-negotiable. You need to have fun every day for an hour. And as she was doing things, so getting to know herself, really rebuilding her confidence, because she had kind of like lost herself in the relationship. She wasn't really... The, the 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 husband was really self-assured, but she was probably not owning her part of it. And as we did the work together, she's like, because she's, she started to stand in her own power, he, quite, he, he kind of like saw that and liked it as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that just shows that it's a healthy relationship. He liked it. And she was more like, no, this is not acceptable anymore. This is acceptable. This is, you know, but talking about it. And literally, because they had like a big issue um, together uh, where he wanted her to have kids and she never wanted to, but never talked about it until, you know, like really hit the 40s and went, uh, actually, now I'm going to tell you, I don't want any. So that was this unsaid all the time and, um, you know, it was especially because it came from a family background with culturally it, you have a lot of kids and she was she had two, two siblings as well but for her not less you know properly english sort of upbringing um so that was really interesting to see but things have really started to shift in 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 the whole relationship because she's let her creativity out there and and starting having more fun and so on so by I've never got involved with him, but just by her getting changed, she said, you know what, I really see the dynamic. And now as a couple, we're looking forward again. We're trying to plan for the future. And, and you know, and you know, when you get stuff like that, you're like, yes. That's yes, beautiful. Yes. That is why you do what you do. That's exactly what I do. And and as I said, couple is great because you got already like a, you know, and where you've got love and, and people wanted to change, it's you can you can sort out anything. And when you're like by yourself and you're looking to do that, I think it's literally, yes, just getting to know who you really are. And and if you do the homework beforehand and not jumping in a relationship, you can't be disappointed because you won't have those expectations climbing high or this person, you know, putting people on pedestal when, well, they shouldn't be on the pedestal because it's an equal relationship you know you're both putting 100% in our relationship that's the way it goes because if you don't 100 if you don't own 100% of your relationship you've giving it away so you you know don't expect anything that not going your plan you've not taken full ownership of your part in the first place but Mm -hmm. at the same time you're having the right conversation so you can't be you know if you made the wrong decision then you own it you're like well actually he's not the person I thought he was but maybe he wasn't truly authentic as well but if you ask the right question and you take time to understand, say, I don't like this. Is this really something that is non-negotiable for me? Or is it like out of all my values, it's only like ranking 10? And I might be able to slightly accommodate on this one, but not accommodating on top one or, 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 or top two or top three, right? Which are big things that you do not negotiate on those. If, if this has got to be negotiated, then you you're disrespecting yourself, and in the long run, this relationship will go into the wall. It's not your it's not a relationship for you. And I always say to people, look, if that door doesn't open, 
for you, it wasn't your doors. Just keep keep going. You know that's the. You know you were asking me about silver lining and reframing. That's exactly it. Even for work, right? If this door didn't open and you didn't get that job, that door wasn't yours. Something much better is waiting for you. Just but how many times? How many times do we just keep? ramming that door and jiggling that handle trying to get it to open just open 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 yeah. all the while there may be a door right next to it that yeah. you don't I'm even see it. um because where focus goes energy flows right exactly but i think it was important to uh, just kind of bring that up that you also work with people that are in a relationship because at the end of the day you have to do the work for yourself you got to lead by example and once you start to do that work, everything else is going to work itself out because you're going to become a better person of it. Your expectations are going to be revised and you, the relationship that you're in will either gain strength and persevere or that door will close. But True. if that door does close, you know, you are helping them through that process of being able to enjoy where they're at and, you know, um, see opportunities for, for more doors. Exactly. And as Tony said, trade your expectation for appreciation and your whole life will change. That is a perfect way to end this show right there. That is awesome. Can you say that one more time? Yes. Trade your, your expectation for appreciation and your whole life will change. Lovely. Gail LeBray, it's been a wonderful time having you on this show. I really appreciate your insight and your input. Tell me how people can find you um, if they would like to use a service. Right? So yes, people can find me on Facebook yeah, mainly. So on either they look for me on Gail LeBray or they look for me as Life Beyond Heartbreak. I'm also on Instagram. And as Gail uh, underscore Lebray underscore coaching. And I am on LinkedIn as well as just as Gail Lebray. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Raw Emotion. I'm your host, Derek Chappelle. Today's special guest, Gail Lebray. Tune in next week when we have Dan Weigold, the infamous Colorado Springs coach finally on the show that and more have a great week folks we out